let's talk about it. Welcome back to Thick Radio, the podcast where we talk about gaining, feedism, and everything in its orbit. I'm James. And I'm Tim, so let's get into it. Today we're welcoming to the show for the first time. Today we've got David. Ooh! <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for the invitation, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you for being here. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing very good. Thank you. I'm a little bit excited and nervous because also it's my first time doing this so (laughs) yeah bless you well listen i think we're going to have an absolute cracking time today and of course as we say to all of our guests you are always welcome back so let's get into it today guys we are actually going to be interviewing david uh, because david comes from colombia although you now currently live in poland is that correct yes yes i'm from from Colombia and I'm living in Poland since 2019. So it's been already a couple of years. <laughs> awesome stuff. I mean, listen, we can certainly get into Poland. You know, I think honestly, we'll have you back and talk about Poland at another time. It sounds <laughs> like a juicy subject to, to jump on into, but you know what, for today, let's talk Colombia and let's get into it. So kicking things off, tell us about your experience in Colombia. What was the sort of day-to-day culture like in Colombia? Well, um, Colombia is an amazing country. It's a very tropical, very warm. Uh, however, have also some uh, cities which are cold. Uh, however, um, from the south of Colombia, south center, uh, and a uh, kind of medium city called Neva, which is very hot. We actually live under 30 degrees every day. Um, We don't have seasons in Colombia. So basically it's the same weather, the same heat (laughs) every year, every day. But uh, yeah, Colombia is an amazing country with different kind of food and uh, fruits yeah very diverse (laughs) beautiful i mean coming from australia i'm very familiar with the tropical nature of the world Mm. you know these uh well as you now know living in poland you know these european american countries they love to have seasons and be insistent Mm -hmm. both hot and cold weather but you know, coming from parts of the world where it is primarily sunshine and heat and humidity most of the year round, <laughs> it is yeah. a very specific living experience being in the tropics. I mean, Tim, you're a, you're a fan of the tropics, aren't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would happily, happily leave Ohio for somewhere much more tropical. In fact, plant me directly on the equator because I don't ever need to see snow I will deal with the hurricanes, the tsunamis, the whatever. Like, I don't want to deal with snow. I hate cold. I, it's just, I'm, it's not a, it's not a environment that I feel that I'm geared towards because like here in Northeastern Ohio, like the sun disappears for six months, you know, like from mm-hmm. the end of October to the beginning of May, we really don't see the sun that much. Yeah. So like, I Probably definitely, 
I thrive in sunlight with, you know, a lot of green around me. So I'd happily go to the tropics. Well, it's kind of interesting because one of the reasons I like somehow Poland is the weather. I like cold weather. Yeah, it... just, just, just because of the fact that you don't sweat. Yeah. Just because of that. Yeah, it's, it's, again, I think it's very, very grass is always greener. Like when you live somewhere, I guess, like Ohio or in Canada, like a, a lot of like Europe, a lot of these places, like Australia has a huge European population, obviously, because people are like, I don't want to live in the cold anymore. I want the sun. And I think similarly, mm -hmm. you've grown up in the tropics. It's very mm -hmm. like, this can be a lot when you have it constantly all the time, no reprieve. And then you see snow for the first time and you're like, oh my God, this is so wild. You hear stories about snow. You see movies with snow and it's magic. And until you actually see it, it's like a, a different experience. So totally get that. Totally get that. I want to know what, what is the biggest misconception people have about Colombia? Well, um, <laughs> I think as uh, everybody knows is uh, the first thing uh, comes to the people's mind when they hear Colombia is drugs <laughs> yeah yeah unfortunately so, that that's the very yeah. that's the, a very common narrative that gets pushed here mm -hmm. in the United States is 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 very we have a very bad reputation abroad <laughs> mm -hmm. in in that in that uh, case because i remember even sometimes at the airports they I, it's like they don't discriminate us it's just like they pay attention sometimes too much for colombians like right. it happened to me a couple of times when i travel uh, and you know like inside the airports they communicate or something so right they just came to me and say you're from colombia yes follow me open your back and uh, you know it's i'm i can take it as a protocol and uh, i don't feel bad about it i understand <laughs> but uh, i think that's the biggest misconception because colombia is more than that right i mean mm. um all this darkness part of colombia have just is in the past now right with Pablo Escobar also sometimes they they say oh Colombia Pablo Escobar so but it's all in our past now some uh, some people sometimes say oh Colombia Shakira <laughs> music <laughs> um Oh, I Anima, know that one actress. Uh, what is her name? Sofia um, Vergara. Yes. Sofia Vergara. Colombia, like iconic, absolutely iconic. Uh. It is. Yeah, she she is amazing. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, with, with the time, um, people are is changing sometimes their mind about Colombia also mm -hmm. uh, because. Uh, it's a very nice country for tourists as well. So many people are going to Colombia and they can just change the perception of the country as well. And they share it now yeah. with more people. 
I like that. I mean, when I but, think yeah. things I know and love about Colombia, like my first thought actually goes to like Colombian roast coffee, because I mm, think coffee, uh -huh. I think it's one of the smoother roasts you can get. And as an Australian, uh -huh. I do love my coffee. And of course, I hear from everybody, Bogota is meant to be like a mm -hmm. party city. It's the capital mm. of Colombia. So I don't know. I'd be down <laughs> to check it out sometime. Yeah, I mean, um, Colombia have um, very beautiful cities. Um, Medellin is one of them. Bogota, which is the capital. Um, Colombia is also known for the coffee. However, some people think that the biggest production of coffee is coming from Colombia and actually it's coming from Brazil. <laughs> mm. But the thing is like the quality is better the Colombian one. <laughs> oh, I love that. Shots fired, shots fired. That, that's what people say. <laughs> that's what that's what people say. I see. I see. Mm. Any Brazilian listeners, if you have yeah. thoughts on that, you can write us at thethickradio at gmail.com. Leave our guests alone. Yeah. I don't know if yeah, I have a sophisticated enough palate to tell the difference between the two. Like if you handed yeah, me mean, a cup of coffee yeah, I, from Brazil and one from Colombia, I don't know if I my sense of taste is sophisticated trust, enough to know the difference. Trust me that the coffee in Poland, I don't know from where it's coming from, but <laughs> you can feel that is sour it's more dark mm. so it tastes different so yeah we, we it's more like toasted the coffee which they sell here in poland maybe because it's stronger so people will drink it more because as we know we have mostly no sun here so people need to be active during the day without sun <laughs> <laughs> that's understandable mm -hmm. I do, I do want to ask, you know, touching on the gaming side of things here, like what is mm. Colombian culture like when it comes to like being a fat person in mm -hmm. Colombia, like people who become fat, body positivity, mm -hmm. gaining, like the gaining community, what is all mm -hmm. like in Colombia? Mm -hmm. Well, um, I need to start saying that when it was in Colombia, I was super slim. <laughs> I was in Colombia till my 20, 20, 20, 20. And I was very slim by the time because of the concept of fat people is that it's also like a little bit coming from North America, which is you cannot be fat. Let's say like that. It's like, even my parents were telling me like, one, you cannot be fat. It's like, it's, I don't know if because, it's mostly because how the, the, the people will like treat you or something, like the comments, how people will say things behind your back about your weight and I don't know. So I remember that I that is stuck in my mind that you need you cannot be fat. <laughs> and I was skinny, like very skinny, around 70 kilograms. And 
and I live monthly, like all my life being skinny. Um, so, however, I may say that the food in Colombia is delicious <laughs> and, and it's very hard to don't get fat <laughs> because um, we have three meals per day, which the main thing in Colombia is rice. So a normal Colombian person can eat rice three times a day, easily, <laughs> at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And we won't complain. <laughs> so even in Colombia for breakfast, you can have rice with eggs, with platano, plantain. I don't know if you guys know what is that. Plantain. Um, <laughs> chocolate, to... chocolate and bread. <laughs> Yum. I used to call plantain so like, a fake banana because it looks like a banana, but it's savory. Oh, and I was not. and yeah. I was very confused. I was yeah. like, why is this banana so flavorless? And they were like, no, girl, that's plantain. <laughs> I was like, what? So I, I remember that when I was doing plantain one day, my friend, why are you frying a banana? And I was like, I'm not frying a banana. This is no banana. This is no banana, but it was funny. So our breakfast is big, our lunch is big, and dinner can be big too. Also, um, we don't move, we, we don't have too much physical activity, to be honest. I remember that in my, at the university or mostly at the university, in uh, kids and teenagers, they used to be very, Asleep. But at the university, I remember people already like very average, which they are not fat, but they're not skinny, like very average in their ways, and a little bit overweight already. Mm. So this is, I guess, normal in Colombia. That's why I say it's kind of very hard to don't get fat. I think it's also happening in many countries in Latin America. For example, Mexico is having every day more, more and more people with overweight and obesity because they eat too much beans and fried. They, they fry everything. We, we fried everything. So that's why I say that sometimes it's very hard to don't get fat in Latin America and Colombia. But uh, as I say, I was skinny while I was in Colombia. So my experience as a, a, as a teenager as in Colombia was basically that I could see at the university young people being overweight and average already. So after 30, you can tell more. <laughs> when they get a job, office, stuff, mm. yeah. The typical narrative that allows people the excuse to grow fat, for those of us who look for the excuse. But I can, I can use that excuse. Yeah. I mean, they could say, listen, he moved from, you know, the jungles of Colombia where it's hot, hot, hot. And now look at him. He's living in Poland in all the winter. Yeah. Of course, he's done all that eating because there's nothing else to do. And look mm -hmm. at the size of him now. So 
that that kind of comparison attracts and makes a lot of sense to, to ask curiously did you have a desire to gain before you left Colombia? Is that why you left Colombia? No, no. no. Um, I need to say that I always like shabby men. Mm-hmm. I always love them. I feel that they were the saddest men in the world. Like seeing a guy with a small belly a kind of love handles, just too sexy, you know. Mm-hmm. But me, like in myself, I never thought, <laughs> I never thought about it. I'm 182 centimeters tall, skinny. So I remember like some uh, people at the university were telling me to to participate as a modeling because I was very slim, but I never did it. <laughs> so I never thought on me, but I always like in others. And actually date a shabby guy in Colombia, it was quite hard because I don't know if it happened to you guys, but when you open any gay social network, Mostly of gay people are slim. It's like eighty percent maybe, or but in the gay community, it's like I don't know. It seems like it's a rule, you know. Sometimes, like you want to be gay, you need to be slim. Mm. Yeah, it's like that everywhere. Right. Right. So I never date actually someone, and even in this, in, when guys, stray guys, they were the chubby ones, right? <laughs> they are the chubby ones. They are, but in the gay community, mostly slim. So I date mostly slim guys, but yeah, that's somehow the perspective. <laughs> No, that makes a lot of sense. You know, I think, I mean, between yeah. us, uh, we've, I, I've lived in Australia, the UK, you've lived Poland, Colombia, Tim's lived in America, like uh, several continents and several countries. And in all of that, I think uh, the gay community functions a very similar way. It prioritizes yeah. thinness, it prioritizes things that just aren't aligned with gaining, let's say. And gaining- yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like, is, is aligned with skinny and slim apps. Mm. That's that's how it is. Like I don't want to date a person who lives in the gym mm. every day. I mean, I just want a normal guy who looks like a man. <laughs> I don't know. It's just um, preference. <laughs> Hey, look, I totally get it. I think if that's one thing that everyone in this community can understand, it is a preference towards bigness, yeah. the beauty within that bigness, because it's sexy. <laughs> you mm-hmm, know? Right. So I, I want to ask you with Columbia, you know, what was it like in terms of resources for bigger people? Like, was there a lot of easy access to clothing for bigger people? What was that kind of like? Well, um, um, I may say that there are many stores in, I mean, 
let's understand something which also I can see a cultural maybe shock uh, between Poland and Colombia is that in Colombia there are a lot in local business like no brands no like H&M, Reserve, Zara uh, I mean there are of course uh, those stores you can find it in Colombia, but Colombia has also a lot local stores, which basically Colombians make business, right? So there are a lot of uh, business with clothing, with clothes. So I guess it's very, uh, no, maybe not easy, but it's, it's convenient like to find a store where, where they can sell your size because in the brands, like as I mentioned, they maybe can sell till XL and that's all. But what about the people who are 2XL, 3XL? So they need to go to the local ones. Also, there are many people who knows who make clothes, like they can't even do it by themselves and they sell it so there are many businesses like this which i cannot say the same in poland <laughs> i mean poland i don't know they have a lot of business secondhand but locals making clothes mm, haven't seen that much to be honest but uh yeah the, in colombia you may find local business selling bigger sizes yeah that's really interesting i think it, it will yeah. make sense that a lot of europe and the west is heavily industrialized you know so most uh most local people don't know how to do simple stuff you know they they rely on the stores to provide and you know i think something i've mentioned on this podcast before is i remember when I went from large to extra large. And of course there's Primark. I don't know if they have Primark in Poland, but it's very popular throughout a lot of like in, in the UK, Ireland, Western Europe, a little bit. Um, and it's the easiest place for fast fashion. And I would go in every site, like when I went to medium, when I went to large, bought like 10 t-shirts for 20 bucks, psh, easy, great. In the bag, off I go home. But when I went to XL, I found that I went from being able to take clothes out of any corner of the store and find them in my size and I was reduced down to two racks in four patterns and one color and that was just going from large to extra large and in that hunt I was curiously looking the 2XL and I only saw 2XL on one rack in two in two patterns and so I'm like Oh, it's not even like a steady decline. It is like yeet off the cliff of, 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 of options. There's nothing unless you find people who make it. I was listening to a, a podcast called um, She's All Fat and it, it doesn't run anymore. This was one of the, um, the backlog episodes, but they had mentioned what they call legacy pieces, which is I've held on to this dress for the last 15 years because you, you never find a dress that fits you that well, that looks that good, and you just hold on to it for dear life because 
you can't find fabulous new clothes every season or most seasons to step into. So you find that you hoard clothing that maybe lessens in quality over time that you're kind of obliged to wear because you can't find anything else to wear. Like the access to fashion in the West is surprisingly bleak. So it does surprise me that somewhere like Colombia, where you can probably have the assumption that they don't have the same resources or level of industry, actually has better access to clothing. So yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, listeners, this is your moment. Get you a flight to Colombia, do a long, <laughs> do a shopping spree. Come on now, let's <laughs> let's get the good clothing where we can find it. You know, I mean, yeah, to, I... you you I know haven't said much about clothing in the past, but I mean. What's your perception? Like, what is your experience on clothing in America? Um, <clears throat> so like most uh, retail stores that you can go to, like the big ones, Walmart, Target, um, the uh, designer stores like Aeropostale and whatnot, that's like actually considered affordable. Um, their sizes tend to run from, sometimes you can find extra smalls and I used to actually wear an extra small, but it was hard to find. Like they had maybe one or two of them. And then on the other end of the spectrum, they maybe only had one or two double XLs. Definitely not anything above that. You'd have to go to a department store that had a big and tall section to find anything larger than that. And um, for me, just like, I still fit into a large or an extra large. Like I haven't quite crossed the gap into two XL yet. Uh, I know it's going to happen eventually and my clothing options are going to be limited because that's just not, they just don't make it. Like I, for some reason, designers in America think that all men are either a small, medium or large. Like that's, that's it. And I think, doesn't that only equal like two extra inches in, in the, in the actual creation of the garment, you just add two inches and that's how you go mm -hmm. up a size. Yeah. Am I wrong? Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> No, so this is something that people talk about a lot, like fashion and especially like bulk fashion, you know, that's made on machines is stupid because basically every brand that exists uses a fit model for their size zero or equivalent. And then they scale up from there, which is why the bigger you get, you see these fat boy trousers that have a crotch down to the knees because the crotch drop is a particular length. But that's oh. not how fatness works. Like if you went from being, you know, 50 kilos to 500 kilos, your ball sack does not drop an I was just up. about to say something like that. Do they, do they think our schlongs are growing at the same rate that our bodies are? No, they, they don't care because that's, that's how much effort on the end of the design is put into yeah. fat fashion. They just go, ah, stick a couple of inches on, they're fat. What does it matter if it fits? What does it matter if there's problems? Mm -hmm. that th They'll buy it because that's all they have. And that's for the brands that even produce clothing for us. So this is why, and we have said this to listeners before, if you know of any fat-friendly brands, high fashion, fast fashion, any fashion, Fucking tell us at thethickradio at gmail.com because mm -hmm. we need to start collating a list. Yeah. Because goddamn. Well, and the other thing <laughs> I that I often find, and I don't, and I, I have not done a ton of market research, I'll admit, but like when I look at sites that offer big and tall um, sizes, again, the cut is just very standard. And like the cut of the pants is very, like you can't really look cute. You end up kind of looking frumpy because it might fit in one part of your, like it might fit your chest, but then it doesn't fit your belly. It might fit your belly, but it doesn't fit your chest. 
the pants could fit in the waist, but then they could be too long. They could be too short. They mm-hmm, could be mm-hmm. bunching in the in the ass area really weird. Or like like you said, the crotch drop is too far. Um, so like if you can find um, retail places that sell larger sizes, hopefully it's like cute stuff too. Because yeah. if you got to walk around looking like, like I don't grandpa. Yeah, or or like somebody's <laughs> weird uncle, like yeah, that's not going to be cute. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, actually, I don't know. I, something that happened to me, it was like um, I'm already uh, getting a Seattle clothes, and of course, I cannot find in any brand right now. Is kind of my goodbye to this brand because I wear for a long time brand <laughs> and actually here in in Poland I went for the most let's say um, famous big size clothes because I also have a friend which is pretty big so he recommended me the store here in Poland I went to that store <laughs> the prices are insane <laughs> it's like example for a medium sized shirt, you pay $50, example. So basically for a three XL, you will pay $100. So it's like you are buying two t-shirts <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> how is possible? Because you are using more material or what? <laughs> like you are using, <laughs> twice the material you use in an M. So now that's why I have to pay basically two shirts for one. It's, I don't know if that happened to you guys. It's wild, the, the justifications that people will place on, on fat fashion and accessibility. And it, it will often get touted as, oh, it's the cost of materials, but going up two sizes to justify double the price, it doesn't yes. make sense. And when you do look, and I mean, not not this is not a podcast, I think, to get into like the nitty gritty about like labor laws in foreign countries where things are mass produced, but like the production cost of a shirt could be like a, a number of cents. You yeah, know? it's usually mm-hmm. pennies. It's usually That's, pennies. Mm-hmm. And then the total of retail sale by the time it gets to you is meant to be that every person in the chain takes their piece, blah, 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 blah. Like, I get that. But also why the jump for fat fashion and honestly judging on how fat fashion is often treated on runways with all sorts going on these days it seems to be more that it's the cost of representation it's the fact that if they're going to stock that size they still don't want fat people wearing their clothes so they just want to make it difficult for you to access their clothing because they don't want you wearing their clothes they made it for you they don't want i don't know i don't know exactly what are their business but that's the situation <laughs> it, it it's just wild but listen any fashion experts wants to come on here and talk about their experiences and knowledge get us up at the thick radio at gmail.com we'll have you on to have that conversation now i i want to know like from your experience like when you were based in colombia like what was your perception of like the gaining community in these kind of like dense locations like america and the uk um, my perception. Yeah. So before you moved to Poland, um, and you were just in Colombia, you didn't necessarily want to gain at that time, but 
you knew about gaming, you could probably see the community happening all over the world. In, and in these places where it's like in America or the UK, where it just seems like there's billions of people into gaming, um, what was your perception of the community at that time? Okay, let's also make something clear. <laughs> I didn't know about the community till two years ago. <laughs> so, um, however, uh, my perception was, as I said before, I always liked shabby guys. So I remember uh, years ago, there were some YouTubers uh, making some uh, um, eating um, thing with the purpose of gaining weight. Mm -hmm. So I remember some YouTubers, but I don't remember exactly the names, but they were just too sexy and too hot to watch. Um, as also you you mentioned, I didn't I didn't want to gain weight by that time, but just watching them, and the, one of them were he's from Australia actually I remember. Um, so I was watching like those videos. Actually, I never it never came to my mind like a gainer community or like let's say the the side of making my boyfriend, my girlfriend fat. I don't know why, maybe in Colombia is, maybe it's too new, to be honest. I mean, there is a lot of people who doesn't know about this, as it is in Poland. It's something which is very new, I may say. Uh, if I can come back to the, to the time when I was in Colombia and I can open grammar there i'm more than sure i will be the only one or something because it's very unpopular let's say nobody knows about it mm. also let's say uh, colombia is a catholic country so what it means is uh, <laughs> that some people are like it's still it's, it's very it's very hard some guys to came out to their families, you know? So because of, of that fear, it, it, with the time, with the years, it's changing uh, a lot of uh, encouragement for pride. Um, so, but to be honest, it's very unpopular, it's very unknown. So uh, even right now, I can't even, a search on grammar, for example, I can change my location to Colombia and it will be maybe 100 of users in the entire country <laughs> because there are not so many, you know. I'm more than sure there are a lot of guys wanted to gain weight, wanted to be with a chubby guy, to a fat boy, but maybe they are having the same problem as I had, which there are not many shabby guys, fat guys in the community, <laughs> right? But yeah, so my perception I remember is that America always, always have been a country where people actually say that you can easily get fat, 
until I visited the US in 2016-17. I was three months in US. Um, and I can just say that my perception was they get fat just because everything is too far away. So it's like, you need to drive, you don't walk, you are in your car mostly all day and just drive into restaurants, <laughs> which is not bad. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's maybe the reason why. So I remember in Colombia, like they are saying, oh, you are United States, one of the farthest countries <laughs> in the world and yeah but that, that was my perspective but while, while I was in, in Colombia I just wish to knew about this community before mm. but, uh, yeah well you know I think that that's again part of the reason why we wanted to do this podcast and to put it on podcasting networks because I know there's been other podcasts that have existed people put it up on tumblr or on youtube and you Ooh. know those algorithms aren't designed to like spread the news around to the people who are trying to find it you know yes. and I had a look through our analytics before and you know we do have a listenership in Colombia we've got listenership in Venezuela and Ecuador and actually through a lot of South America so there are people who are listening in keen to hear from people and you're here with us representing Colombia. Mm -hmm. You know, yes. I hope I, what, what I would hope is people listening can, can build community that way, you know, can say, Hey, I'm, I'm from Colombia and you know, maybe you don't live here anymore, but like when, when you next come back and visit, if you happen to be in my area, let's, let's go get a meal, let's get a bite, let's hang on that belly rubs, you know, or, hey, Latin America represent, like, we're out here getting fat, you know, like, it's, it's real, and it's happening all over. And you'll, you'll deserve the shine too. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I forgot also to mention that uh, also some facts about Colombia is that uh, uh, many young people live with their parents, till even 30s. <laughs> hmm. So it's not normal that a 20-year guy just go out of home to live by his own, by her own. It's, it's actually not very common. So actually maybe that's why they kind of stop the young people to follow what they really want, you know, because they cannot live in with their parents. You understand what I mean? So it's like, oh, I want to, I want to be fat, for example, but I cannot do it because my parents will be watching. Do you understand what I mean? So yeah. it's also very common, this, this thing like, oh, I want to do so many things that I live with my parents. <laughs> yeah. No, it's understandable. It's very common in America, Latin America. <laughs> I am curious to know, um, when, as you've grown, um, can you reflect on any like Colombian celebrities or TV characters that uh, maybe inspired your love of fat when you were very young? Good question. Uh, I think this, the, um, okay, inspire me to gain weight. 
Not really, but I was following the, um, uh, as I say, YouTubers of this Australian guy, I guess, called Simon, Simon something. Oh, Simo. See, you guys know it. No, oh, yeah, everybody knows about him. <laughs> the, that, that guy was glorious. Yeah, I know, yeah, I, know yeah, people, yeah. I know people who knew him, so, you know. Uh... I mean, it's, but it's not like, for example, thanks to him, I wanted to know. I mean, he was just too hard, <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, someone to inspire me well. Uh, I also know this guy, very famous one, I guess, uh, James Argent from UK. Uh, yeah, from The Only Way is Essex. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he recently got a surgery or something, but uh, he was very slim, then he got into relationships, I guess. Then pandemic, then he blew up. He looked fantastic in our community, of course. <laughs> because, um, I mean, sometimes I also learn, let's say that, you need to love yourself. You need to learn that, like, no matter your size, you know. And for that, people who start saying that, oh, I don't, I don't like, I don't love what I'm seeing in the mirror. Is for me, it's like, but dude, you, you created. I mean, <laughs> you did it, you know. So it's like, learn, right? It's like learn. So. In the case of James Harden, he looked fantastic. First, I think for many of us, he was he was a role model. <laughs> but uh, I guess he just needed that push, you know, like to, to love himself. You know, he was just to ashamed something. But it's like yeah, to, to take it and just love it, you know. There are many people who who thinks you are attractive, you are handsome, you are you cannot be the type of everybody, <laughs> you know. That's the thing, but that's what everybody wants nowadays. Yeah, wants to be the type of everybody. Uh, before I ask another question, I, I will point out something about celebrities specifically. A lot of them end up getting certain deals to lose weight, like they might get a book deal. Or they might get like a little documentary deal um, for their weight loss journey. Like a lot of times celebrities who gain weight will often lose it to cash in, you know, because somebody offers them some kind of situation where like, hey, you know, if we film you and you go through this whole process, you know, you'll get money out of it. You'll get more exposure. Maybe we'll give you a book. Maybe we'll give you another TV show, whatever. That's oh. that's celebrity culture. That's you know you can't really, um, unfortunately, you can't bank on a celebrity staying big because eventually someone's going to come along and give them some enticing contract to lose that weight. But um, the question that we really love to ask everyone, like whenever we do these culture episodes, is what is your favorite Colombian snack, drink, yeah. and like main dish that you would eat? Oh, especially if oh. it's something that you are like, because you're living in Poland, you're like, bitch, I'm like craving this from like home and you can't get it here and nobody knows how to make it. Ah, there are so many, to be honest. <laughs> um, there is one called Bandeja Paisa. It's a typical meal from Medellin. 
it has so many things. I told you people uh, eat this meal at lunch. Uh, it has meat, it has plantain again, it has rice, it has avocado, it has like crunchy pork, like crunchy bacon, it has beans. Uh, what it has, uh, and I think that's all. Ah, egg, fry egg. So it's like seven things in one plate. It's just amazing. Um, and it's something that I can just not find here. <laughs> uh, oof, I love also uh, tamal. I think tamal is also very popular in Mexico or Central America. Tamales. Okay. It's called. Yeah, tamales is just amazing food as well. Um, also, we have arepas, maybe. Some, some of you have here, maybe. <laughs> arepas is a very common, um, it's a flavor, flour, um, toast with cheese on it. It's just amazing with hot chocolate. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are some other menus. Uh, snacks, well, hmm. Mm -hmm. We have snacks, buñuelos. Buñuelos is another more flour, like a bread, but fried bread. <laughs> because as I said before, we fry almost everything. We, we love fried things. But yeah, drink, well, I guess as everybody, it's a, it's a global thing. Coca-Cola is the best. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense yeah uh, well i right. think I, I believe if i'm not wrong about this that in south america coke tastes a little bit sweeter because you guys use cane sugar whereas we use corn syrup yes oh. yes indeed yes it is it is true but coca-cola the best thing in any time of the year <laughs> mm, there's a quite like in in the middle of summer like in australia you used to be able to get like a frozen coke from mcdonald's for like a dollar mm. and yeah. it's just like baby i would get two of those at a time one of those while i'm walking to where i'm going and then the second one to have where i'm at where i was trying to get to and that just goes down far too right it's just so good in summer with hot you know very hot weather a very cold Coca-Cola is just feels so good. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, I'm curious to know, like, is there in the time that you've been like aware of gaining like your love of like big men and everything, is there like something you love to say in Spanish? Or even like as a, you know, being from Colombia, like, is there a native language to Colombia that you're like versed in, or is that not so much a thing for yourself? Do, do you mean like, uh, if I would like to say something in Spanish for the people out there, <laughs> which yeah. are listening? Um, kinda. So it's like, um, just like when you see like a cute big boy and you want to be like oh mm. like mm. there's something you would typically say 
in Spanish to be like, ooh, beautiful, big, lush, sexy boy. Like, what would you say in Spanish? <laughs> should, should I say in Spanish? Yeah, <laughs> please, yes. Uh, I will say, joder, que rico. Joder, que rico. Is that right? Yeah, joder, joder, que rico. Joder, que Means... El joder is como, como, it means like, fuck, so delicious. <laughs> joder, okay. Sí, y como, joder, que rico. <laughs> que rico. And what is que rico? Delicious. Oh, delicious. Oh, so, you, so you... In general. In general, uh, you can say yeah. rico for food, for a person, which is delicious. <laughs> mm, okay, so joder, que rico. Okay. Yeah. So, but like for you, like when you see a, a, a beautiful, big-bellied, oh. love-handled man, it's like saying, oh, fuck, I, that man is making me so horny. Yeah. Like that kind uh -huh. of thing. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Joder. Joder, que rico. Mm -hmm. Folks, mm. there, there you go. Fucking delicious. Joder, que rico. Thank you. <laughs> I'm about to add that to my list, dang it. <laughs> exactly so, that. So I want to ask, you said if you logged on now, you say there'd probably only be like a hundred profiles in all of Colombia, right? Maybe. Ask, you know, maybe. I want to ask, if you went back to Colombia and you could make any change to like make gaining easier, what would you do? To make gain easier. Oh. Mm. Example. Because <laughs> I can I can take it like, what can I do to influence people to get fat? Sure. But like, see? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> However you want to answer that. Mm. I mean, starting from, I think a lot of people will ask me, why I'm so big <laughs> because when I left Colombia I was so thin <laughs> my answer were always gonna be because I wanted there is not a secret about it right because I want it so maybe people will say but why do you want it or you're right then I will say well because the most important thing is just that you feel comfortable with yourself in your own skin. So if you want to be fat, do it. If you want to be slim, do it. If you want to be a bodybuilder, do it as well. The most important thing is just that you can feel great with your body, that you feel good, that you like it, that you feel sexy, that you feel hot, you know. That's the thing that gonna maybe inspire others and fuck opinions because that's other thing opinions destroy so many people not only in the game community in general it's like just i mean i also this came to my mind it's like people are always gonna talk if it's not about me if about other but they always gonna talk so just remember that they're always gonna talk if it's not about you, it's about water. But they're always going to talk. Just go for it. Fuck the opinion. They don't give you anything for living. 
They're giving you money. No. They pay for your health. No. They give you food. No. They pay your rent. No. So fuck them. <laughs> I mean, I have said that exact same care? thing over and over and over and over again. I've lived by a very simple philosophy that I've stated several times, but I'll say it again for those in the back. If you don't want to fuck me, then don't fuck me. But somebody, somewhere, sometime is going to want to fuck me. Yeah. And I don't give a <laughs> shit if you have a problem with it. Like it's like, yeah, it's like if you want, if you don't want to fuck me, it's okay. But somewhere in the world, someone is jerking off my picture. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I, I will admit that's probably been me. Uh, just just putting up my head <laughs> to admit that. Obviously. <laughs> Oh, don't be calling us out here because I I probably have been too. Like, I got to say, man, your TikToks are are definitely something worth watching. Oh my thing, <laughs> baby. Listen, David knows good and goddamn well. I want to come to Poland and and just buy this beautiful man <laughs> a dinner. And if 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 the permission is there, rub that big beautiful belly because goddamn, you look good, bitch. You look. Joder, qué rico. Yes, yes, that's exactly it. I would attempt to say it, but I can't roll my tongue, so it would sound stupid. (laughs) Oh my god. So to close out, we did want to ask one other question. Um, so what is the one question you would like people to ask about your life in Colombia? And what would the answer to that be? Like, um, what what is the one thing that you think people should ask you about what life in Colombia is like? Mm. To ask about your life in Colombia. Mm-hmm. Mm. 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 The question, I think, are you happy? That's it. Because... And what will be the answer? I will say that I am happy because I'm always being myself and honest with myself. I always have followed what I wanted in life. If I didn't do it before, it was for a reason, but if I didn't know, it was the correct time to do it. Does that? <laughs> no, absolutely. Things happen when they're supposed to, like, I, I'm not saying that I am an advocate for the belief in fate, but I do think that chips fall the way that they do in, in a certain way because they're supposed to, you know, um, call it fate, call it karma, call it divine Ooh. intervention, whatever belief system you have. I... I, I, I do believe that they, things kind of happen the way that they're supposed to happen. And many times in my past, I've been frustrated thinking like, why didn't this happen sooner? Why didn't this happen then mm-hmm. there, whatever. Uh, but I have to like, take a step back and realize that everything happened the way that it did to get me to where I am. And I'm always like going further. I'm not going backwards. Like I'm evolving. And all of these things are part of an evolutionary process in your life. So mm-hmm. They kind of have to happen the way that they do. You can't, we can't visit the past. You know, maybe someday we'll invent time travel. I don't know. I fear for yeah. humanity when we do. But, <laughs> you know, as it stands, I have to accept that everything happened in the order that it did to get me where I am now. Yeah, yeah, it's true. 
uh, I also uh, seen so many gainers like frustrated because they cannot gain or they cannot use serious. I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I just say that everything, I just say everything have the correct time, you know. Mm. I'm more than sure that uh, if I did this when I was younger, I probably will be so frustrated because, you know, our metabolism, yeah. when we are young, super fast we will not gain weight very easily as maybe we do now after 20 seats <laughs> oh, girl. Yeah. don't i know it you know i was i was 45 kilos when i started you know i've told you this it's like my whole life yeah. I've been skinny. and even now even though it's easier for me to put on weight now it's still not the easiest but i know it's going to get easier with time and i had to have a moment to be like Girl, some people just have the genetics to get fat easily. Good for them. Yeah, that's not that's me. True. And it's okay that it's not me, but punishing yeah. myself, telling myself, oh, you're not gaining fast enough. You're not good. Like that doesn't help. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. That, that weighs on the spirit and that's unnecessary. That's why we are always very pro grazer, very pro slow gainer, very pro doing it. However, you can do it to the best of your abilities because it is your body, your life. Don't. I mean, we, we invented a term for this, gain shaming. Like, don't shame someone's gains. Don't say you're gaining too fast. You're gaining too slow. You're not eating enough. You're not mm-hmm. trying hard. Uh-huh. Oh, let people be happy, <laughs> please. We're yeah. just trying to get fat and happy. Just just, just let it be. Let it be. Exactly. Yeah. But, Indeed. Um, Davey, this has been an incredible opportunity to have you on this podcast, and I cannot wait to have you back again thank you so much for being here where can listeners find you online thank you thank you so much once again for the invitation i really had a great time well you guys can find me as a chubby david nine on instagram and the same on tumblr and the same on grammar (laughs) (laughs) i i i I just i just like my username because it's the same for all for everything (laughs) Uh, it is very easy to, to remember my user. So Xavi David 9 in Instagram, Tumblr, and Grammar. Once again, thank you so much for the opportunity. It was really nice. So that's a wrap for now here on Thick Radio. Please remember to like and subscribe, rate us five stars, and leave us a good review. If you like this episode, the podcast, or just us in general, share it with your friends and encourage them to tune in. You can find me on Instagram and BeefyFrat at Stanham. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and BeefyFrat at Thicky Mouse. You can also look us up on TikTok at Thick Radio or at our website at www.podpage.com forward slash Thick Radio. If you want to submit a voice note, you can reach us at anchor.fm forward slash Thick Radio forward slash message and if you have any questions or ideas for episodes you can reach us at the thick radio at gmail.com so until next time bye fats bye fats bye fats <laughs> let's talk about it thick radio is a patreon and enter app podcast Produced by Stan and Thicky Mouse. Next and mastered by Stan. Our artwork is provided by Lokitu. Our theme song is provided by Bonify Cream.